1: That's chumbacasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. BDW, void report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome to the Underground. The Steel City Underground. The black and gold standard for Pittsburgh Steelers coverage. Now, here's your host, Joe Kuzma and Zach Celedonia hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the steel city underground podcast my name is joe Kuzba, and we're boomeranging back around to you about a week later we didn't have any major 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 free agent news and we were waiting to see if there was a little bit more tidbits before we got back on the horn and here we are uh already introduced myself but what about my colleague and cohort uh also a partner in crime here no better guy i assume I assume uh, would be in the bank robbing it, and Brian would be the getaway guy. If we had to put everyone in a a bank robbery car, or one Zach Caledonia, and yes, um, I may have just ruined any of your plausible deniability to to a crime. <laughs> What's going uh, on? Well, man? I already
1: have a lot of identifying marks. I've thought about <laughs> that if I ever commit a crime. There's, I mean, the guy with the kangaroo tattoo, the flash tattoo. Like there, there's a lot of stuff that would. Point me out so not a good candidate to rob a bank but if i were to do so hypothetically uh i would totally be the guy who goes inside that's the glory spot
0: (laughs) glory spot it's also the place where you get shot not if you're good yeah well i don't know if brian's a good getaway driver or not uh i just assume he would be slower at getting getting the money or getting out of there and he'd be he'd be a liability be a casualty maybe uh he'd leave before
1: i got out (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah hard, yeah that's funny though like uh you would show up in the keywords database it's like as soon as hmm what'd you say white male fit in whatever description little hairy uh saw hair sticking out of the ski mask oh kangaroo tattoo we saw that and there's like maybe two people who fit the description in like a 300 mile radius you're totally screwed
1: <laughs> means a guy in australia
0: yeah. oh man we got peter who listens in every now and then so uh that that would be something uh you might be i don't know uh the only person i've ever known with a kangaroo tattoo i didn't even know until right now so that's the point yeah (laughs) that's pretty that's pretty cool man uh we got things and stuff to talk about of course uh just jumping on to it the steelers still moving on here as free agency enters week number two and uh, i think just shortly after uh, almost the end of the week, like a Friday news dump or something like that. We're going to hit the inside linebackers first in our conversating about uh, some of the different moves or none moves that the Steelers could be making here or have already made a Landon Roberts signed to the Steelers and Miles Jack released. And we were talking about this a little bit, speculating as to where they can make some cuts, where they could find some salary cap room. And Miles Jack was about a 10 million or 10 million plus cap hit. Only, uh, they, they save $8 million. So only hits about two and dead money. And we were kind of, um, we were kind of talking about that. Like I see, I didn't have a problem with miles. Jack or the signing last year and people immediately are going to jump all over that and be the jerks that they are. Oh, he sucked. Oh, this and that you got some of the stat heads that we're talking about how little he Spillane and Bush did. But I, I felt like there was a certain point in the season where I think he got hurt, then he went to play. And he got hurt again. And then if you look at the last four games of the season and his participation in those games, never really got back up to speed to really be on the field. It's when Mark Robinson got it a little more playing time. You kinda knew the writing was probably on the wall with Devin Bush already. And Miles Jack, uh, let's face it, not a three down backer either. And you see what the Steelers were able to do. We talked about Cole Holcomb in the last show. Now they pick up a former Patriot and Miami Dolphin in Landon Roberts was nowhere near my radar. I did, I thought he would have went back there, but I guess uh, I should have I should have had something light bulb go off when they signed David Long, who we did uh, have our eyeballs on. But Roberts, what uh, including his final year with the Patriots and what the last three or four with the Dolphins, team captain the entire time. That's a uh, pretty impressive stuff. Uh, and when you take a look at this inside linebacker room versus where it was, you got a lot of folks that are already bitching and complaining because they're saying he's just a run stuffer type guy, but that's who your other linebacker is going to be. Holcomb's your sideline to si- sideline side type guy. And we'll talk a little bit more about this, but I do think that uh, maybe you agree with me that the inside linebackers room now, it looks different, but looks better.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I like the Roberts edition because I don't have the highest expectations for him. I think he was signed uh for his intangibles and the things he does well because he is a thumper, he's a downhill guy, he's a great tackler, he comes up and fills in the run game. Um but those guys still have value in the NFL. It isn't like you need this uh hybrid guy playing for you every down at the linebacker spot. These guys who stop the run and are tackling machines still have value. He's he's not very good in coverage, but I would hope and expect the Steelers not to ask that of him. I I happen to think that He may be your opening day starter with Holcomb and he may not be (laughs) because I think they could still draft a guy relatively high, maybe somewhere in the first three picks. Um, And they have Mark Robinson in camp as well. So uh, this guy, I I wouldn't feel any type of way too positive or too negative if I were seeing it for the first time because I didn't I didn't think it was it isn't a splash play from the Steelers. It's just a solid signing. This guy can start for you. He's a great depth piece and uh, a great locker room guy that that's confirmed captain last year with the Dolphins. Uh, you said captain with the Patriots as well. I think yeah. the his teammates love him and that, that, that counts for something. It, it doesn't always matter the most, but it's, it's a common theme. The Steelers are, are, are doing here because Patrick Peterson, Cole Holcomb and Roberts were all captains last year of their teams. That's good. That that's mm-hmm. some hard earned leadership coming through those doors that that is hard earned leadership and determination. And it's something that it doesn't just come easily. It's not easy to lead a group of grown men. So if you can hone that skill and do it, well, you have value. So um, I like the signing. I'm not over the moon about it, but I really don't have anything negative to say about it because he was cheap. I uh, fills a hole helps with draft flexibility. So, I got nothing uh, but good things to say for the most part about a Landon Roberts coming over from the Dolphins.
0: Yeah. And Roberts and Holcomb combined about the same salary as just one miles Jack for like, what they saved. I mean, uh, and, and both captains Holcomb was the play caller with the commanders, with the green dot Roberts. Roberts is going to be like Fitz Williams. He's going to be 29 here in a few days. He's still got plenty of football left in him. You're looking at, What, uh, what, what do you sign? Do you sign two or three years, but that's where we're looking with the inside linebacker. So I like your thought too, that they look at veterans and they also look at rookies. They've got a few high picks here. They could really go any direction of which they choose, but they don't have to like necessarily jump into or reach or force the issue necessarily, uh, to snag an inside linebacker. And and it, it still leads me back to what everyone was saying about complaining about Devin Bush basically, and. Uh, it's the usual everybody's looking in hindsight and calling him a bust and whatnot and I just don't i don't feel that's very fair because I thought he was a very solid year one player even going into year two when he got hurt week five against Cleveland Browns uh, that was the covid season as well and I don't know he may not have ever recovered properly and he may never will and you never know uh, it was always the hope that when somebody gets hurt that they could come back and be at least as good as they once were whereas with roberts, Final year with the Patriots, 2019. He was a team captain for the last three seasons with the Miami Dolphins. And in those seasons with the Dolphins, uh, he really had a breakout year last year with four and a half sacks. 107 combined tackles, which was the most uh, a career high as well as 68 solo tackles, 39 assists, 10 tackles for loss and six quarterback hits all the way across the board career highs for him. He was a 15 game starter the previous year. So he just sounds exactly continue. like
1: Vince Williams.
0: Mm-hmm. That's exactly Vince. I think Vince uh, Williams career high might've been six sacks in a season. Maybe it was six or
1: seven. I was yeah. just thinking of that.
0: Yeah. And they'll set him on a blitz. I mean, that's what you do with the guy if it ends up being like a run situation. just throw him at one of the gaps. <laughs> I mean, that's what yeah. happens if they're stuck in that type of situation. But, um, you know, Zach Meckler, our pre- resident professor in the back, I gotta give him credit for this one, even though he's probably not listening. But he posed a question. I don't know if you saw it and we were, we were kind of debating on it. Can you name five inside linebackers that are good at coverage in the entire National Football League? It's not really... I don't think it's a thing i mean even when you go to back to even shazier nobody i don't think anybody will say anything ill of shazier given the circumstance of what happened with his career and, and getting hurt and whatnot but everybody used to complain when he played how many times did you hear they should move him to safety
1: <laughs> Yes, yeah. yes well when, when he was younger stuff. especially because he wasn't um as big of a star as he was when he uh got injured unfortunately yeah, I don't know. I, I think um, Fred Warner is really good at it. Tremaine Edmonds is really good at it. Um, there's some guys, but that, Zach's not wrong. I mean, it's 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 an elite trait. That's what makes the guy so coveted. Uh, fives, probably about what I could think of in a pinch. Yeah. I named two right there. Um, Darius Leonard or Shaq Leonard, sorry. Yeah, yeah that was Great. one that
0: came to my mind, too.
1: Yeah, so th- there's there's a small group out there, but that's why they're at the top of their game, and that's why they're the highest paid and that's why they're they're stars because if you can do that it, it's it's a great attribute to have yeah but it is more rare so i'm not um like i said i'm not coming down on roberts because he's not the best coverage guy i still think he'll have success in pittsburgh i'm, I'm picturing him right now on those short down and distance situations where like a team's going forward on fourth and one fourth and two and uh, he just fires to the hole and drops dude for a loss like that that's going to be a great moment when that happens and i i think it definitely could
0: yeah, well, where did the Steelers have problems? They had problems stopping the run, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know that's exactly where you where you need the help. The help with the with the pass game or pass coverage. If you leave a linebacker roaming the middle of the field, there, um, that's that could be Holcomb or it's going to be a, a hybrid like a safety. We were already hearing, and we'll talk about in a little bit. He's on our topics list, which you know I may as well pull it up as we move on to our our next topic. But there's some talk from Vince Williams, former inside linebacker, moving Terrell Edmonds from safety to inside linebacker. And it's like, oh yeah, geez. um, What's his playing time gonna look like? But speaking of playing time, we got all excited over Nate Herbig, who's making about four mil a season. And then Isaac Soomolo, giant, giant Samoan, uh, who played 20 games with the Philadelphia Eagles last season as a starter, gets signed by the Pittsburgh Steelers by consensus, I believe everyone felt that uh, Somalo is the number or was or is in this class, the headliner of the free agent guards. So the Steelers really land a big fish here and that could only speak to what, they're tr- what they've been trying to do interior offensive line. Obviously they had to replace Marquise Pouncey, Ramon Foster and David DeCastro and we knew that was going to take some time, right? Well, now you got Somalo And you got Herbig is probably your swing guy who could back up either Stumalo or James Daniels. I think a lot of people are making some nonsensical type of, um, I don't know, knee-jerk reactions as to moving people around like Mason Cole from center. I, I didn't have a problem with Mason Cole. In fact, there were times where Mason Cole graded out as the best Steelers offensive lineman and among the top five around the league at various points throughout the season. So I don't think they're going to make a big move there, but the interior offensive line, obviously it was the same thing we've talked about. And we've mentioned Kevin Dotson. I don't know how many times Kevin Dotson's seat is probably so hot. He's sweating right now <laughs> Uh, between him and Kendrick green. It may as well kiss him. Goodbye. You know what I mean? Unless he's going to be like a practice squad guy or something like that. They keep eight or nine linemen tops I believe Herbig is also capable of playing center position. Suomalo's played them all. I think Herbig also may have even played some tackle, as did uh, Suamalo in a pinch. But you've yeah. got somebody who's a road grader. Who's They're going to open up holes for Najee Harris. This is going to be a team that's going to be able to run the football. You saw what they were able to do when Harris got the touches and when they focused on moving the football. I mean, look at that game where they just completely manhandled the Carolina Panthers. And now you're upgrading that from Dotson. We've talked about... The previous year, not 22, but 21, five different starting left guards next to Dan Moore as a rookie. And I know a lot of people are out on Dan Moore. I'm not going to say that they don't draft a a tackle or a left tackle, especially you get somebody like that for four or five years as a first-round draft pick uh, at a uh, discounted rate, I may say, as a rookie contract. That would be pretty pretty good too, but I, I I again I don't think they need to reach. I think we identified that left guard was an issue heading into free agency, and it looks like they may have addressed the uh, not only that problem, but uh, may have may have this line looking where it needs to be to be back among the best in the league. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh. Oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes.
1: Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, the, uh,
0: the
1: inside of the line is set. It's all good. That that was such exciting news to see. I was actually coming out of a John Mayer concert, and I saw on my phone that we had signed Sumalo. It was like at 11.30 at night. Like Otherwise, I wouldn't have been awake. I would have been asleep. And I saw this news, and it was like I was awake for the next two hours. I was so excited because he was the top-rated guard available on free agency. They, they didn't pitter-patter around with like, oh, maybe we'll get like the 10th or 11th best guy. We'll we'll go middle of the road and try to, try to outsmart the free agency and try to find guys that fit our system and maybe we can get the best out of. No, they went and got the best guard available. And this guy still has a lot of good football left. A lot of Philadelphia fans, from what I saw, were really upset to see him go. Um, truly shocking the Steelers went out and did this. I, I had a feeling they would go out and make some kind of splash, but the offensive line was the last area I thought they would do that at because typically your offensive linemen are one of the most expensive positions on free agency. So if they were going to make a splash, I thought it was going to be more geared towards the defensive side of the ball in free agency, but they signed Sumalo for a three year deal, of like 24 million and a half or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not a bad deal at all. It's very similar to the James Daniels contract. They're able to get this top tier talent at an affordable rate. And you're getting a guy who's a proven, really good starter let up one sack last year is a monster in the run game teammates love him. you're getting him at that price you can't not love it Th- this guy should be ideally the helpful future leader of our offensive line with daniels for the next three four seasons because daniels clearly is working out great signing by all means after last year you hope sumalo follows suit if not does better that i've seen expectations saying he's already our best lineman i, I- don't want to argue with that. I I my mind goes to Daniels, but if that's true that this guy is our best lineman already after signing him from the Eagles, that that's incredible. This this um free agency is going it already was going at a rate where I was pleased. I was pretty happy with how things were going. I wasn't tearing my hair out like wishing we would get off our ass and like make moves like I've done in the past. I was actually pretty content. But with the Sumalo signing, it's it that's put us over the top. Where I think it's safe to say the Steelers have one have had one of the best free agency periods of any team this year, um, and that is largely because of the Sumalo signing. See, I'm doing the I'm doing the Pittsburgh <laughs> thing. I don't know how to say his name right. I just heard him do his. I know. Times, like, Sumalo, Steelers, I'm hoping I'm saying it right, but I forgot how he said his name already.
0: I'm hoping I got it right. I think it's Sumalo, and okay. um. Uh, yeah, the Pittsburgh thing is is to just say owning free agency, but really, uh, okay. Orlando Brown just went to the Bengals, but they got to do something now. They got Jonah Williams pissed off, and Jonah Williams played like crap last year, anyways. So uh, because Brown wants to play left tackle, and that could probably be attributed to a pretty good signing for them. But I saw people saying that the Browns were winning free agency, and I'm like. Uh, are you smoking something like Devlin Tomlinson is like that big of a thing to, to put their team over the top? Like, yeah. Okay. Whatever. Uh, and then the Ravens have done nothing because they can't, they, they they're in such a holding pattern. They don't know. They don't know if they have to hold money for Lamar or not. And they're just held hostage right now. And, you know, I'm here for it. I'm not going to cry any tears. If the Ravens suck, they suck. That just helps the Steelers get in a better a position thing. in a tears division. Tears of joy. Yeah, here. tears of joy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very, oh, and tears are salty too, man. Um, But, yeah, the interior of the line, uh, we thought, it, true or false, Sumalo is going to raise the level of play across the board. I mean, the guy's right next to him. He's going to raise the play of Dan Moore? I think so. The, or even a rookie. Raise the play <laughs> of either one. Mason Cole. Absolutely. Because if Dotson's getting beat like a drum and what are those other two guys doing? They got to overcompensate playing left tackle or center for that left guard. And it's, now it's cohesive. Yeah. yeah. It's cohesive. They have to gel. They have to gel. Yeah. Mix, mash, splish, splash, taking a bath. You know what? May as well. <laughs> Talk about those, yeah. still say underground podcast brought to you by manscaped May as well throw that out there. Splish splash. I think that's a good segue. I don't know what made me think of that as you were just saying, that it just goes together really well, but um, mix and
1: match splish splash.
0: Yeah, it does. Like you were trying
1: to do a, a rap there for a second.
0: Uh, Don't. Yeah. That's probably not the best idea ever. So, <laughs> but uh, we got the little thing that Brian likes to have come up uh, on the screen for manscaped we still have the 20% off with the free shipping promo code steelcity20 and we've got the new weed whacker 2.0 and I'm not reading any of the cool things that they have on here because I was looking at the instructions for this bad boy earlier today I believe you got yours too right um the, I did. the new nose hair trimmer um or is that what I'm talking about uh Traveling north of your south pole, the new Weed Whacker 2.0 and their new beard line confirms they have all the best tools for your hygiene toolbox. I always get confused, lawnmower, weed whacker, whatever. I just know it's the nose hair trimmer. I know it's new and improved. It has a USB-C rechargeable port there on the back so you don't even have to carry different cables uh oftentimes or a different charging brick or anything else if you throw this in the shave kit it's got a better blade or uh, the nick free uh skin safe technology with the blade uh it actually looks like the other products do now too uh with the nice uh little led indicator in the middle where it recharges etc etc and uh it's waterproof and it can also the blade can be washed so you could use this sucker in the shower too uh absolutely love it if you didn't get it already it's going to be part of the performance package 4.0 going forward now so go ahead and take a look at that if you have a chance at manscape.com and of course the promo code to save yourself a few bucks and get that free shipping is steel city 20. so um it's time for you to upgrade your game by going to manscaped.com and your significant other will be delighted to see you covering all your bases if you know what I mean. So, uh <laughs> always always like the manscaped stuff. They always have great great everything. Great great advertising. I saw their advertisement somewhere else just recently and I was like, "Man, USOBs, you're on top of everything, but the instructions Uh, The splish splash was what made me think of it because it was like the waterproof thing, but they were... There's like the second page. It's like this thing that folds out and it says don't put this too far up your nose or something, but in a like... A much wittier type of way of saying it so you start bleeding the, stop <laughs> like like it's an actual illustration with the with a guy like uh, a cartoon like or, or illustration illustrated character with the thing like and i think it had like like almost like the ghostbusters thing the circle with the line through yeah, it yeah yeah <laughs> like it's not a
1: brain scratcher
0: yeah don't put it too far don't put it too far up there okay we got some other uh kind of uh, you know, I don't even want to bring this up, but let's do it. Dan Orlovsky, you might remember him. He had a cup of coffee in the NFL. I understand that's more than what I had. I only have a cup of coffee here on the Steel City Underground podcast, which I have off to my side here. So he said the Steelers could be over the top in the way that they can really help their offense and help young Kenneth Shane Pickett, first of his name, Breaker of whatever. They're building the picket fence. I do like that. That's starting to catch on. The offensive line. Oh, is yeah, the Oh, yeah. That's a
1: great nickname. I like
0: that. Um, but Odell Beckham's going to be the guy to take the Steelers to the promised land. You know, with I know a lot of people say, what's he really done compared to Antonio Brown or Terrell Owens and some of your other showboat diva wide receivers? He's still a diva, but what's he done like on the field? The guy's had how many knee injuries now? At least two. Uh, I know he started his rookie season short. I know he got hurt and he didn't play. He was out of football last year and he's now what? 30 going on 31. I just, uh, I'm sorry. I fail to see or realize where are you putting him on the field? Are you going to sit George Pickens? who everybody is like fawning over is becoming an elite receiver. Hopefully in his sophomore season, a lot of people are out on Deontay Johnson. I've been having arguments back and forth about this. I got to pull people back on Deontay. Look who his quarterbacks were. 2019, his rookie year, right? He had Mason Rudolph. Say what you will. I know I defend him to some degree, but he never threw a football in the NFL until then. And you had Duck Hodges, an undrafted guy from an FCS school who overachieved in some instances, right? And then you had noodle-armed Ben Roethlisberger at some point. And then you had Mitch Trubisky and a rookie Kenny Pickett last year. Um, so I'm not out on Deontay. I don't think Odell Beckham is an upgrade over Deontay Johnson. I don't know if if where do you put him, you put him as a uh, outside receiver. Well, you run three receivers,
1: put, Joe. It's you run, 2023.
0: Yeah, you can run three receivers without giving Odell Beckham like he probably wants like 10 million a year or something at a minimum.
1: I would take him for eight, eight, maybe. I
0: know um, he doesn't
1: want four because that's yeah, what he, he said on Twitter. That's he debunked some like someone was talking about how much he wanted. He said and he he let it slip that he didn't want that much uh whatever that amount was, but he wanted more than 4 with some like sassy emoji, you know? So, it was out there that some team offered him a 1-year like $4 million deal. I wouldn't take Odell for like 10 million plus. For 8 million? Yeah, I take him for sure, dude. I think they could run three receiver you sets. Would. Yeah, of course I would. What do you mean? (laughs) It's super fun. I'm all for fun. And I think, yeah, worst case scenario, worst case scenario, a world I don't like to live in. He blows up on the sidelines and, like, him and George Pickens fist fight and he ruins Kenny Pickett's development. I don't think that would happen. I would hope that he would be able to help, you know, take George Pickens under his wing and maybe show him the ways of a diva, how to be a successful diva, in a sense, with a Super Bowl ring. And he would help Kenny Pickett just be a good target and not complain about. The amount of targets he was getting per game. If those things were to happen, hell yeah, give me Odell Beckham. But it's yet to be seen how likely that would be, uh, even our interest in him or the fact that he'd be able to be like, you know, a good role model to George Pickens or uh, a good teammate to pick it. Um, well, I, I shouldn't say that. I think he's a good teammate, but yeah, he's definitely a diva. So how, how would that affect a, a younger? quarterback. You know, he had his most success with Eli and Matt Stafford, two very established old dudes. That's not Kenny Pickett. So I'm a, I would love for him to come here just as the football fan in me. And I and I, I think we're only two established guys deep at the position uh, out, uh, established, not like potential wise. And um, so, yeah, that that's just a spin on it that I have is that I could, I would like it in a sense, but I don't think it's too realistic. And I don't think that they're going to be able to come to an agreement where he'll sign for less than 10 million for one year. I think that's where he'll sign. I think he'll pick a team that'll give him a one year, like $10 million deal if nobody wants to give him a multi-year contract.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah healers,
1: I don't think, would do that.
0: He's got to get a I, he's got to be looking multi-year. He's got to be looking at security. He's got to be looking at this as potentially I'm sure he's his last contract. Looking
1: for that. I'm not. I'm not questioning if he's it. looking for that. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to get it
0: yeah yeah no i i hear you loud and clear on that and i totally agree and the numbers on um odell it's been a minute since we've seen him around in the national football league right and okay he he just tore it up his first three years pro bowl guy 1300 yards 1450 1367 double digit touchdowns it hasn't touched double digits since um I know he missed a bunch of games. There it was, 2017. He only appeared in four games, 25 catches, 302 yards, three TDs. Last year with the Giants, uh, he played in 12 games, so he missed four that season. And that was good for 77 receptions at 1,052. And this is where Brian always said when he ended up getting traded to the Browns, he's famous for just the one catch that he made and that's like he's his all reputations based on that in his first year in cleveland 74 receptions 1035 yards four touchdowns only four touchdowns not getting in the end zone uh 2020 seven games gets he's hurt three touchdowns 23 catches 319 and then he has a combined 2021 season between cleveland he had 17 catches for 232 with baker mayfield no touchdowns. He ended up with five off of 27 catches with the Rams. Ended up with 305. His yards per average dipped, dipped, dipped a little bit. I'm just saying he's like 30 and a half years old. He's going to be 31. It's where receivers usually fall off when it comes to the money. I just, I'm not feeling it. You know what I mean? I would much rather, I know we got a lot more to talk about with the wide receiver room and then making some moves. and. That could probably be a show all in and of itself. They still have Steve Sims who they bring back. It will be. Oh, yeah, it will be because you're the wide receiver, dude. You got everything with their swag, and we got to talk draft because there's a a couple names out there that could put the group way over the top. Jordan Addison, maybe. Something like that's looking a little maybe more. Like, it could be reality. I know, but I'm saying it for you. Everybody's got to, yeah. you know what? Raise a hands are two percenters out there. How many ends out there got Twitter and follow at Ze flash. Here's his name. It's right there in the, in the corner down there somewhere at Z flash NFL on Twitter, he's got a tweet about Addison. Like it's like every four hours or you'll die. It's like survival. People
1: don't understand anything, so I have to help people understand. I'm an explainer. I'm like an educator of sorts on Twitter, and I I don't do it for my own pleasure. I do it for the benefit of the people that I'm
0: informing. All for the people, all for the fans. Yes, I'm a people guy. But what about Orlovsky, though? Like, I'm sorry. He's just blowing hot air. Like, Odell isn't the linchpin. He's not the linchpin that's going to make the offense go, you know, boom or bust. There's also no,
1: like, paper trail of interest it's just something random he like drummed up on his own there's no like interest the Steelers haven't met with him or called him so it's just a random thought he had
0: who's it all been it's been the Cowboys Ravens I heard reportedly interested there's like four teams at at minimum yeah
1: I think Cowboys Ravens uh Chiefs are always brought up as a team but nothing too concrete at all
0: yeah agreed I just I'm sorry again like you were saying If dude was for the right price, but I'm thinking right price. If it's like, not like six, if if four wasn't enough, six probably isn't enough either. So, and he came straight out and said it, I think he's looking for a little security and some, maybe some guaranteed buckos, which at this point in his career, uh, I think people have learned, I think the teams, I think the owners, I think they've learned over the course of all this, that's why they're looking at Lamar Jackson and the injuries that he's had and why he doesn't have the hottest market in the world but a 30 year and a half year old wide receiver that's gonna be 31 in season that missed an entire year of football that's had multiple injuries for a lot of money and particularly if he's looking for certain guarantees, uh, find another sucker somewhere, the way I feel. So, uh, but that's the reason he was on this list. Probably wondering, why the hell do we have Connor Hayward on here? What's he got to do with free agency? Everything because the Steelers still at this point don't have another extra tight end. Zach Gentry, currently still a free agent and is not signed anywhere. So there's not anybody else on the roster there. And Derek Watt, yet another unrestricted free agent, fullback, not signed anywhere. So how does Connor Hayward figure into all of this? Do the Steelers feel that he could play fullback where recall him lining up in the backfield really last year he played operated out of the slot and some stuff like that but he's a much much smaller guy it's more like an h back and i kind of wonder if connor hayward is the guy that makes them decide to not go look into bringing back gentry or look into the tight end market or look at uh an actual fullback or like how how exactly how exactly is that going to factor in do we expect Derek watt to come back or Gentry to come back, they didn't. Are they going to wait? We're in like week two, week three, where some of these guys kind of trail off. They're still hanging around. Maybe it could be brought in for a bargain. Are they going to look in the draft for a tight end? I mean, fullbacks just don't grow on trees either. It's not a high in demand type deal. Roosevelt Knicks was a converted nose tackle from Kent State. When he came over, when the Steelers identified him, uh, where was he from? Was he with the – he was with the Atlanta Falcons, I believe. They may have even seen him in the preseason before he came aboard. Some people were even uh, – somebody had asked me whether they could um, maybe take Kendrick Green and even make him a fullback. Oh, I believe that's Mark who's always in our comments. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. Kendrick Green, that may have – I don't think Kendrick Green was really good at blocking anything or anybody. So <laughs> – but – is Connor Hayward enough to make the Steelers not bring back Watt, not bring back Gentry or look elsewhere for tight end, or you think they got something else up their sleeves?
1: I, I think Gentry and Watt will be back. And I still like Connor Hayward a lot as a player for what he does. I just think that Gentry and Connor Hayward, yeah, they both say tight end on the Steelers website is roster, but they're totally different positions. They're totally different dimensions. You know, Gentry is... A house. He's six, seven, six, eight, whatever. Yeah. Two eighty, two sixty. Connor Hayward's like six foot or whatever, and you know they aren't the same position. They don't do the same things. You know, Gentry gets asked to block a lot more than Connor Hayward does. I not that I don't believe in Connor Hayward's blocking ability. I just think last year they had a good idea of how to use Connor Hayward, and they can expand on those ideas for sure. And like just kind of multiply them and, and do similar things that they did during his rookie season. But just do it more often. I don't want to ask him to block a three hundred pound defensive lineman and just expect him to, to do it because he's made a couple of good plays on tape. Like and I, I'm a big Connor Hayward fan. I think his role is fine right now. And I just I think that Gentry and Watt aren't signed yet because they're very lower level income guys to be signed. We just saw yeah. James Pierre, the cornerback, Perfect. get re-signed today for a one-year deal. And um, it made zero headlines. I, I found out through the team's website on Twitter. And usually that never happens. It's always some insider that gets the scoop first. But it was the Steelers Twitter that was like, we resigned James Pierre, by the way. Yeah, so, like,
0: like 4.03 because it becomes official at 4 o'clock Eastern time. But, yeah, yeah, and I
1: think Gentry will follow suit. Derek Watt, maybe not because he's got, he's got the name and um, he, he's an established veteran. But I think Gentry will be back on a similar low-key deal. And and what I I don't think either of them they do good things for the Steelers certainly I'm fans of both of them but they I don't think they demand much of a market out there so I think both can be retained um and I I but it isn't me saying that um I expect less or I'm not belittling Connor Hayward I I think he can be a good player for the Steelers and I I would like to see him used in a, a, a multi. Uh, universe of of ways uh, outside of what we saw last year. Like I said, I want to see it expanded upon um, and have it geared towards things he does well, which is being a receiving threat and and, uh, being a mismatch. Those are things that he did well last year on tape. I um, can't speak that confidently about about his blocking. I don't know how he would do in a situation like that. But I do have a lot of confidence in the kid. But I do think Gentry and, and Watt, Will be back. Um, it's just a matter of when here, not if,
0: yeah. And the main thing, all three were Gentry, Watts special teams Steelers still don't. Steve Sims, I think he was visiting the Texans and made up a yep. little bit of a market because he's also a return specialist yep. guy, but he was a practice squad guy the previous two years. Basically, last year, even before you know Gunner kind of shat the bed as far as his return skills, Gunner's still on the roster. So, I mean, that goes back to the wide receiver room as far as your veterans and who else. Calvin Austin hasn't taken a snap uh, yet, even though you know he's injured on injured reserve his entire rookie year. So uh, that's how Hayward kind of factors into some of this. Uh, They definitely, I think they need another guy who could block that's a tight end too. And would they allow that to be a rookie? Would they just straight up go with somebody raw? Or do they bring Gentry back who they've kind of developed? I think Gentry maybe had to go see what kind of market might be available for him. Uh, Derek Watt doesn't appear to have, it's kind of a little surprising because I would think Derek Watt might have a little more of the edge, at least in the special teams bragging rights. But those aren't the like high, as you said, the high profile, high dollar, Spots that you're going to hit in the first week of free agency, maybe even early in the second week of free agency. It's much structured like the draft is, except it plays out over many more days than it does in that little three day window with the NFL draft where you got your first rounders and then you got your second and third rounders. and Then you have everyone else. Then you have your street free agents, the guys who went undrafted uh, free agency works about the same way, but it goes over a few weeks. And then it, the door is going to slam on it on anybody getting signed entirely until the draft, then the teams see who they fill roles with in the draft. And then they come back around. And some of that is, you know, into may it's when there's, there's a certain cutoff point where you sign free agents and they no longer count against your compensatory pick formula with the free agents you lose versus those that you gain. Not that the Steelers are anywhere in that category just yet. Um, We may as well throw a name out there as well as uh, well. We've got one more actually, Uh, to throw on here and we could kind of do the pot potpourri at the end um then that would be Terrell uh Edmonds still unsigned Steelers still have a gap there big hole I think on the depth chart I know we like Demonte Casey we like Demonte Casey a lot but is Demonte Casey 30 year old DB going to be a starting strong safety next to Minka Fitzpatrick or is Samantha Casey more of the guy that we were talking about that goes in with the sub packages, with the you know heavy defensive back packages that plays in place of a Roberts or Holcomb or somebody like that rather than having a linebacker out there? Now, granted, I think Holcomb could be a three-down guy, but now you have Casey out there too kind of playing that role, or Trey Norwood, and Old Mother Hubbard's cupboard is a little bare after that. Uh, it's not like when we were talking about this last year and you're like, oh, yeah, there's Minka and Edmonds and Casey and Carl Joseph and cheese and Norwood. And who are they going to keep and who are they going to cut? And, you know, Miles who's primary special teams guy as well. Mm-mm. It's not quite that way right now. So I think there's still going to be something done. And I was going to toss Bud Dupree's name out there just as well when you're talking about the are you. Are you waiting out free agency, guys with injury history, guys, you know, what kind of market are they commanding? There was that little bird that was out there. There was a rumor. You may remember who put it out. I, I don't off the top of my head, but somebody said that, uh, and you always hear these little bit of leaks, sources within or a source within the Steelers are interested. Doesn't mean they've even called his agent but it's a little bit of a rumor mill and something that's a little bit of fun, but I find Ed, Edmonds a little interesting in the athlete that he is. It just seems like the safety market is all over the place. We just saw, um, I, I always screw up his name Chauncey Gardner, Gardner, Johnson. Johnson. Yes. I was thinking of the acronym. I'm like, is it CJG or CGJ? <laughs> and what do you, what do he get? 8 million for the year, or for a one year, almost like a, like a prove it. And a lot of people are up in arms over that because you saw like Von Bell probably got about the same. Jesse Bates got a monster deal that he signed. But for the most part, the safety market is very cooled off and it seems like it's always that way. This time of the year, we always have like, I'll never forget for years you were on this Trey Boston train, (laughs) sign Trey Boston, sign Trey Boston, bring him to Pittsburgh. And he just kind of like bounced around forever. And, uh, I'm not going to say there's a lot of names left that are out there. In fact, I'll pull it up here in a second. But
1: Because Trey Boston has that elite trait that I covet in safeties, or he did have it, the range, the sideline to sideline, ability to cover really well. I, I've been hooked on that for years, man. That's why I'm a big fan of Casey and Minka has it, Jesse Bates has it. The elite safeties still get paid good money. But, yeah, if you're a middle-tier guy, average starter or worse, the market is really not good. It's what you saw with uh, – Edmonds last year and uh, Gardner Johnson I heard did have an offer on the table from the Eagles but he wanted more and then he waited too long and then they gave the money to slay and someone else so it just kind of blew up in his face and ended up going to the Lions playing with my boy John Kaminsky and I don't think that it's really a, a, a slight on his talent I think it just the market dried up quick not a lot of teams need Uh, a starting safety i guess that they're willing to pay the money that he was looking for anyway they feel like they could probably draft a guy if they have a hole or sign somebody else it's a safety's getting no respect dude i've been on this for a while that i think if you have an elite one you can really it's a great chess piece to have you go through you try to think of any elite safety of all time a lot of them have super bowl ranks it's not a coincidence because when you have that elite playmaker at the safety position it changes it's like having a, a coach on defense that knows what everybody's doing. And if they have a special ability to get turnovers and turn the ball over, and that's obviously a huge advantage. So, um, I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain why this, this happens year after year, but it's good news for the Steelers because it leads me to think that Edmonds can be resigned. Yeah. You know, he, he, the other day he tweeted, keep it playa, like keep it play. Like, I don't know. like It could have been nothing. But was that, was that a sign that the Steelers offered him and really didn't like, you know? I don't want to like be too assumptuous there, but that, that was something I wasn't thrilled about seeing. But I don't think that he's going to demand much money elsewhere. So it's going to be up to him if he wants to stay or not, because I think no matter where he looks right now, all of the offers are going to be pretty similar. I hope he stays. Maybe it's naive of me to think that we can keep him and Gentry and Watt and sign Bud Dupree. But when you really break it down, you see the contracts the Steelers have given out, and the salary cap like breakdown, we still have roughly 14 million in cap. If I'm not mistaken, that, that can totally be split up into four guys, especially two of which are going to make minimal money. That's Watt and Gentry. And then Edmonds won't make a whole lot. It's Dupree is the wild card that like, I don't know what he's expecting to get or who's going to want to throw him money or who will and who won't. But as far as the three Steelers that are left in um, well, the most current Steelers that are left, Edmonds, Watt, and Gentry. I feel really good about them coming back, but Dupree is more of a, you know, chance kind of thing. Uh, Edmonds, I think, is totally realistic. It just, you start getting the whole, like, respect thing, too. Like, does he feel slighted that we haven't offered him more money? You know, this happened with Mike Hilton, because Mike Hilton has had this vindictive little attitude the whole time since he's been gone and on the Bengals. Is it because we never offered him that big of a contract? Is, like, Edmonds, you know, starting to catch a little bit of that wave? I don't know, so, um, but I hope he comes back. I, I I would love to have him because I I love having the three safety sets, and I think the Steelers put in the hard work to develop him. Similar to Gentry, they got these kids when they were just pumps of clay, and they molded them into good starters or good you know tight end two and a good starting strong safety. Keep them. You put in the man hours. Don't waste the man hours
0: yeah no i'm 100 with you it's the only reason i'm really okay with uh, pierre's been uh, okay as a depth guy he's really your corner four at this point at the most i think they're gonna look at a corner in the draft uh most certainly so you know that's pretty much on lock i do think with the way i, I believe that they want to operate the defense that they will they need another safety somewhere And I don't know that there's the same kind of depth for safeties in the draft. And I don't think a lot of people are like, a lot of people always say these things though. Oh, well, with this pick, you could do this. And with this pick, you do this. And uh, look, it's gonna be the best that's available. That's gonna be able, the first pick two of those three and maybe all three, are there three? Well, there's a good question for you too. Uh, We're hypothesizing, are there three opening spots on the Steelers roster right now? And where are they? where can somebody get the most playing time as you currently look at the roster right now? And I think that would be safety, wide receiver, and potentially offensive line. If you're looking to upgrade Dan Moore tight end, are they going to use one of those top 50 picks on a tight end? I don't know if this class is that deep. Uh, I don't think it's that deep with safety. So it's kind of interesting. And of course, if you go corner, my whole, like idea there is is that we know Patrick Peterson's old and he's a veteran player. We also know that Akella Witherspoon and Levi Wallace are in the final year of their two-year contracts they signed last season. So those guys could be gone next year. You bring in a rookie this year, and even if they don't necessarily play right off the bat, they're probably getting getting their feet wet or getting a little bit of little bit of experience, and then they're going to be able to play and be a starter next year. And I think I'd be cool with that too. But I, I do truly feel that that first overall pick it's got to be somebody cam hayward's aging they could go with defensive lineman, even um you know the, and and have that and have more of a rotation i, I
1: like the clemson kid brian brecy a lot
0: yeah yeah so i mean you got to think of it in those terms and right now the biggest hole on that roster is a safety and do you throw a safety out there in year one and then Guess what happens? Uh, they don't light up the boards with all kind of flashy stats. They might give up a big play here or there, and everyone's calling them a bust like they tried to call Terrell Edmonds. I've actually been quite pleased, quite surprised with the fans that many of which used to call Dupree a bust and call Edmonds a bust that both would like to see him back, see them back in Steelers uniform. So I think that's pretty cool. Uh Growth, we...
1: Growth and that we all can change.
0: <laughs> I like it, man. Uh, last, last thought Steelers stole a Ravens coach, Jason Brooks named as defensive quality control coach. That's kind of what that was. Um, I don't know. It's a made up title. It's kind of like the same one that uh, Brian Flores, I think might've had. I don't know exactly what it, what it, what it means or what it pertains to, but it's somebody that's added to the staff. Aaron Curry of course was added earlier as your new inside linebackers coach. Uh, and Denzel Martin is now your outside linebackers coach. Oh, uh, so a little bit of shifting around. So you've got two different sets of linebackers coaches. I find that interesting though, because, uh, Carl Dunbar is usually the one that's working with the edge rushers. So you still, this is like the old Keith Butler kind of position that they, they kind of had. And it's kind of like, okay, uh, which way is this working? Cause the Steelers are kind of like a four man front. Uh, it's a yeah. little bit different, maybe not hand in the dirt with, with Watt and high Smith necessarily on the ends, but uh, still on that defensive front. So that was kind well, of interesting. The, the Jason people
1: works. wanted changes. They wanted coaching staff changes. We got some,
0: got a couple of them there, buddy. Uh, we're kind of up against it a little bit shorter of a show here. Cause we didn't have a whole ton of a lot to talk about, but we've got some, and I'm sure there's going to be more news coming along and, I mean, the Steelers are doing their, uh, their their world tour now of all the pro days, Mike Tomlin and the GMs and the various position coaches and stuff. So you try and read the tea leaves like you do with those tw- those tweets and uh, s- try and figure out where they're going. And I- I'll tell you, I mean, so far this year, usually you have, I mean, last year, I, I even though I was like anti-quarterback at first, it had this very good feeling that it was going to be a quarterback, right? You had a very good feeling it was going to be a running back. You had an uh, amazing feeling it was going to be Devin Bush or Devin White. I don't have the slightest clue what they could be thinking right now. I think it's been a pretty good off season, regardless of what one member of the Pittsburgh media criticized you for calling out uh, a, a good job by the new duo of Omar Khan and Andy Weidel. <laughs> ding, ding.
1: That's what I heard in my head when I saw it, to wait, dude. Yeah, I mean, I owned his ass, so. Not even worried about that particular member of the Pittsburgh sports media. Yeah, I, I, I,
0: <laughs> he who I shall not that... be—he who also shall not be named. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. Yeah, he's like a a really annoying Voldemort, but uh, instead of trying to kill me, he just comes after me for my Steelers takes.
0: You know what's funny about that though? We don't name them, and there's enough of them out there that we could didn't... be anyone. Yeah, it could be anyone, like guilt by association or whatever. It could be any of them. So. Well, Zach, we'll see if we're going to do another one of these. Um, maybe towards the end of the week, let's see if we get any other news or not. Uh, really just kind of want to keep these shows condensed, packed with the with the right information, some of the critiques and stuff. I know none of these. Landon Roberts was kind of – now, so Molo, that's a, that's a banger of a, um, a signing to talk about, but it's also an offensive lineman, and they just don't get the sexy headlines everyone else does.
1: Yeah, I uh, wish I had more stats for the people aside from I was zero sacks last year and his hair is freaking sweet. I thought it was
0: – was it zero or was it one? I thought it was only uh, – It was one. Was one, it one? one One in 20 yeah, games? Bad. Yeah, I, I think it was one. Him. Now I feel so. like
1: I might be wrong on that. It was one or zero. Those are both great numbers.
0: I think it was one. That's uh, – okay. he, he was – well, I don't want to compare it. It's hard. I don't, I'm not going to throw shade at like the Bengals. I was going to say something about Orlando Brown and – but you know what? It's different positions, so tackles. Yeah, and are-
1: I think that we will make another move. I think yeah. we have two. We have a funny amount of cap space right now, where I think they're going to do something. As I said, I, I assume they'll bring back a couple of our Steeler free agents like Gentry Watt, Edmonds, and there's there's a slight chance there. There's a little bit of a chance they'll they'll sign somebody like Bud Dupree, somebody that is slightly expected but not assured yet. So I'm looking forward to it. They have, they have a couple more moves they can make before draft time, but in the meantime, I'm all smiles on my end, man. They've they've gone after this free agency period, the first uh, true term under Omar Khan and Andy Weidel, and and they've done marvelously.
0: Yeah, no matter what people say, because most of the people that are saying it, they're not happy about anything. It's like every addition, every guy they lose, it's always doom and gloom and negativity. And it's like, like, I just saw somebody complaining that, oh, he better not have a sophomore slump. And that was talking about Kenny Pickett. I'm like,
1: what are preemptively you think- bitching
0: in March <laughs> and look what they've just done. And what was the, what's the problem? Pickett was one of, if not the best, we went through all of those, the deep ball project stuff. Well, at least uh, that was me and Brian and how Pickett did under pressure and you've just beefed up his line and they might not be done yet. Like what yeah. more, like, how could you be so preemptively negative for a guy who didn't even have a full season starting? It's not like they went out there and they just, it's not XFL quarterback play, and
1: no, it's a it's a lifestyle choice, my man. Yeah. These people don't change. <laughs> it's just that they are in the Steeler fan base. They work their way in, and they they, they won't leave, even though it seems like they want to, because they always bitch about shit. They won't leave. They're just here to annoy the rest of us and try to bring the rest of us down. Can't let them though.
0: Yeah, yeah. And speaking of, it's like uh, I I was watching one of the XFL games. I believe it was. Um, San Antonio um, Brahmas and uh, the Arlington Dallas Ren- Renegades and I was like, man, there are a bunch of uh, Steelers names. In fact, um, it wasn't even in that game, but I was just thinking the one fifth or sixth round pick that didn't work out. Where was he from? Washington. A few years uh, ago. Travis linebacker. Feeney. Travis Feeney's playing. Cam Kelly was out there. Uh, oh, geez. Oh, yeah. Who yeah, else? They got Cameron a bunch Millage. of more guys. Uh,
1: T. Gray Scales is out there. Tyler
0: Vaughn's. Like. Tyler
1: Vaughn's. Yeah. Yeah. Well. He's stud.
0: Yeah, I like to see him back in you in do you did you notice this? Like I was I was looking at this too because like a lot of these rosters right now are only set at about 60-ish players, maybe no more than 70. And usually like they're creeping up around 90 and completely loaded up at this point of the year, right? And I think they're waiting for XFL and USFL. And then, of course, some of the fallout from the draft for undrafted free agents, too. But, yeah, I really think they're holding about maybe 5 to 10 roster positions for these other leagues to finish up. So you might see Vaughn or somebody – is it Vaughn's or Vaughn's? Really, 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 really liked him last year, too. Uh, at first, it was okay, just like – I think like,
1: it's a game, first game winning touchdown.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, he was solid, man. I mean, so was Anthony Miller we're always talking about. We'll get into the wide receivers. One, real quick, I, I, I know um, – we both uh, are up against it here, but I was looking at the safety list and who was still out here. And I think this is fairly current from OverTheCap.com, And like a lot of these guys are pushing 30 or above like Adrian Amos, Eric Rowe. Let's say Jonathan Abram is 27. LaMarcus Joyner is 33. You got Terrell Edmonds, uh, Clayton uh, Fajal, blah, 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 blah. Kareem Jackson. Uh, who else is here? DeAndre, Houston, Carson, Rodney Mechley uh, Daniel Sorensen. I'll oh, keep him away from the Steelers. He's 33 years old, anyway. The
1: gentleman. Uh, what Are you trying to say? Yeah, I remember when he
0: came out. Yeah. What, what was that? How do you do that again? Cause I'm tight. The gentleman. Yeah. Way to go, man. You get a. You get a. I was. A, I was a fan when he was coming out of school. You get a gold star for that one. Um, but like, yes. Ronnie Harrison. Mm, I don't know. Dallin Levitt, Dion Bush. Uh, I'll tell
1: you the, the one name uh, Abrams got the pedigree, the first round pick and the physicality. Like he's, he's strictly up in the box kind of safety and like a thumper, um, from the Raiders. So if they were to miss out on Edmonds, that could be a name they might look into just to see if he still has something left of that pedigree, but of that list. Yeah. Just, just keep Edmonds.
0: Yeah. 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 Well also in that pedigree, Keanu Neal, who just never has been really healthy, former 17th overall pick by the Falcons back in 2016. Uh, round two pick formerly of the Chargers, Nasir Adderley. Uh, but the one that I he like retired. Oh, did he retire? Okay. But one, but one that I definitely may have had on my radar here. You keep going down the list a little bit. I mean, okay, Tony Jefferson's 31 now. You got to get guys that are gonna be able to play strong safety. Taylor Rapp looked kind of interesting. To I me. saw him
1: making the rounds. I think he visited the Bengals and the Patriots.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Um I was trying to see, uh, Josh Johnson was somewhere, I think, or was he never officially released yet? I'm not sure what's going on with him, but he's a free safety anyway. So that like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Logan Ryan, Logan Ryan's older Landon Collins was out of the league and came back last year. So it's like, there's not a whole lot of names that jump off the page. Like as we're talking about, can they fill more holes? So the devil, you know, may be the best to roll with when it comes to Terrell Edmonds and bringing him back. He, you know what I mean? Because I, I don't think anybody here is really a huge upgrade over top of that. Could they look at somebody in a draft? Absolutely. But this may not be the draft to do it. They might still be in a holding pattern for another year. You just got to do the right deal that makes the most financial sense, not only for Edmonds. wants to take care of himself and, and his family, and you only have so many playing days. Uh, but also the Steelers have to be thinking about that too. Zach, thanks once again, man. Uh, catch back up again soon. Oh, yeah,
1: brother. Right after we sign somebody.
0: Yep. Dig the Heath shirt, as always. So, yep. 83. Bring like
1: though- Gentry back.
0: bring gentry back but that number's that number's been acquired that's connor hayward look at that. yeah (laughs) flip it right in there all right folks that'll do it for us don't forget to like comment subscribe leave us a rating or review leave us some comments try and catch them as we can always good ones that are coming we appreciate you supporting steel city underground and until next time my name's my name is joe his name is flash and we encourage everyone out there to be safe be good we'll catch you later